0: Welcome to a once-in-a-decade That Guy's a Maniac event, the podcast. Uh, my name's kanzi 11 I am joined by Richie, uh, and today we've got a very special episode of the That Guy's a Maniac podcast. Richie, say hello.
1: Hello, hello, hello. It is a special episode. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and if people were interested in the That Guy's a Maniac Corporation brands and products, where would they find us? <laughs>
1: Well, they could find us. I was using the tag at that guy's a maniac. All one word, all lowercase, Farley. <laughs> all lowercase. It's important to stress. <laughs> um, and you can find us on all your usual social medias: your YouTube's, your Facebooks, your Twitters, your Instagrams, etc. Facebook. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. And uh, how are we bring this once in a 10-year event to people's ear holes.
1: Well, such quality broadcasts as the one that you are currently listening to couldn't be brought into existence without the help of a little, you know, financial aid from our sponsors. And this week, we are sponsored by the proud folks at Ammunition For all your... Gun and ammo needs that you can't find just dropped off of the police in general.
0: <laughs> Thanks, ammunition. Cheers, ammunition. <laughs> ammu- uh, so today we're on the cusp of uh, seeing out 2020, the year 2020. So we thought we would do our sort of games of the decade um, roundup. Uh, so we're both picking games which has been particularly challenging to talk about uh, and we're using the years 2010 to 2020 How have you found doing this exercise
1: routine I I actually found it reasonably easy but yeah I I was thinking about all the games that I'd spent the most amount of time on or enjoyed um, to the to the to our sort of like high degree um, and I um, Yeah, I just found out that it's all these games that get the usual fucking 90, 95% (laughs) and things like that. So
0: mainstream.
1: I know. I was like, this isn't this, I feel too bad. So um, I had to switch it up a little bit and put some obscure ones in there, but um, uh, yeah, there's a definite uh, trend towards, you know, actually these critics and metacritics and whatever else being right. (laughs) <laughs> who doesn't fucking turn off his phone when he's on a podcast? Hey. Pricky boy, Prickerson, that's who. Right? It's you for a change,
0: not me. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I find it really difficult. Uh, and like you, you're like, oh, if I just picked the, the four games that I probably sunk the most time in or really enjoyed, I think anyone who listens to this podcast could probably have guessed them. So I was like, well, you know, how about some thematic or, or you know, kind of thinking about what happened in, in 10 years. And then
1: basically well, i'll be honest with you like the most obvious ones that i could choose were going to be pokemon and world of warcraft yeah but i decided i was just not going to include that for the sake of the listeners not having to hear us <laughs> fucking ramble on about pokemon and world of warcraft apologies if you've got pokemon Farley. i've no idea what ones you've chosen
0: <laughs> well, i've been i've been changing this list up until we hit record um, <laughs> yeah
1: there are a few options um, Yeah.
0: But I don't know, so all I've been doing is just kind of trawling through uh, uh, Wikipedia pages year by year. And there's a really strange kind of time dilation. Maybe it's also because of um, this year, which for a whole host of reasons feels like it's never going to end. And there's lots of excitement happening in the dying days of 2020. Um, But yeah, 10 years seems like a really long time and then also not very long at all. So when I was looking through the list, I was like, huh? Really? That was all
1: 2010? Well, um, no, I mean, I I, I felt the opposite. I was like, right, 2010, what games were out in 2010? I was like, oh, shit, the 360 was still in effect. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, fucking hell, we're already two generations on from that. You know, uh, well, I suppose it's just your concept of time and stuff like that. I mean, my 360 is still in action, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I was surprised to see how many I could have put on that list, ones that didn't quite make it as well. But we'll talk about that after.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just to give a quick rundown of what happened in the 2010s in terms of gaming, I guess, um, to the hardware that we had, and this really shocked me, is, is uh, the 3DS in 2011 and the beta. So kind of the, the last of the proper handhelds, I guess. Um, who knows, if we'll ever get back there. The Wii U, obviously, uh, and then the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Uh, that was in 2014. Wii U is 2012. Yeah. Switch came so out in 2017. you still had the Wii at the
1: start of this
0: decade as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And then uh, we're in a strange situation. I don't know if you call the current glorified PC consoles as the ninth generation
1: i no, no idea. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Um, and to be honest, I'm just not really yeah.
1: I... Let's just call it the fifth generation. The the only yeah. yeah. The only people that have been nice about it is um Playstation. And at least they actually have like the play- Playstation one, Playstation Two, <laughs> Playstation Three, Playstation Four. Now we're on the Playstation five, let's just call it the fifth generation. Everyone else can, you know, fuck off. They haven't done it right, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Because, of course, there wasn't no gaming before the PlayStation No, game. no, absolutely not. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, other stuff, I think, a lot of the kind of major trends that happened from the 2010s. Um, a couple of ones that I picked out. Like, game releases kind of became very strange and very fluid in a way that we didn't really have before uh, 2010. So, for example, Final Fantasy VII has been released nine times in the last ten years. Doom <laughs> has been released
1: five times in the last... Well, uh, Doom 10 years. has probably been, like, you know, the, the many, many million times more than that. Because it's during the trend of can you get Doom to run on it? And, like, yeah. you've got people who are running on the, you know, the CPUs that are in washing machines. Yeah, you I, know? Saw, I saw
0: one on a Samsung fridge, the other day.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, I think we've really
0: hit, hit the stride with remasters. We get plenty of those now, as well as your usual prequels and sequels. Uh, in the 2010s, we got this kind of new genre of game, which is like the uh, you know games which people are playing for years before they're actually released in, in these kind of weird public alphas. Uh, games as a service really ramped up. Um, I mean, I guess you know we've had it on PC for ages, but now it seems every other game is a game as a service. And... Yeah uh we got ports aplenty which i think was particularly important for, like all these platform jumping indies um where you know now you just release it on everything uh
1: yeah um, that that whole spate of um hollow knight-esque and Cupheads and stuff like that everything uh, just sort of
0: yeah shovel knight as well yeah um, and i think we'll move a couple of those as well uh we had what are you eating Nothing. <laughs> uh, my crinkling wrappers too loudly? <laughs> sorry man Street. It's all right. It's all right. I thought you were paying attention. now you got
1: you eating twiglets. <laughs> I actually do have twiglets. <laughs> you just got back into something. They're really out. far away. And I, don't worry, I'm not eating. I fucking hate that. I, that is a pet hate of mine. It's like when you're listening to a podcast and they're just like, "Yeah, I was just fucking blah and they're just like, oh, you're on a podcast mate I just love. don't fucking eat i was um, actually um secretly doing a little bit of rapping <laughs> just, <laughs> just a little bit uh, <laughs> i wasn't eating um but yeah yeah sorry go on you're doing um, you're, good. you're doing a great rundown uh, yeah good well job you know i do good research and
0: you're like, oh, fuck, oh, i'll just catch up on my christmas <laughs> rapping um we also saw we also saw in line with with all these kind of um platform hopping uh, indie games, we saw the rise of the Kickstarter game. And I think that's what, that's already kickstarted, haha. Um, all of that with, you know, just <laughs> we'll, we'll put on another stretch goal. And if we hit that stretch goal, we'll bring it to the Switch or we'll do whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say we almost, as I mentioned earlier, we almost saw the end of gaming systems. Um, I'd say there's, there's, particularly where we are at the moment with um, the PlayStation 5 and <laughs> whatever the fuck this current Xbox new Xbox whatever it's called Scarlet um, <laughs> uh, in, there's very little it's just it's just different kinds of PCs in a box very few uh, exclusives um, these days it's kind of all about performance and I guess where your friends are um, and that kind of connectivity so I guess it's pretty much just the Switch hanging in there as a, as a uh, its own gaming platform and then lastly Mobile games, love them or hate them, mm, uh, they yeah. they got. I was going to say good. But I didn't believe that.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I was about to ask <laughs> the faithful question. <laughs> Farley, in uh, 2010 to 2020, did mobile goods get any good yet? <laughs> did mobile goods get any oh, games yet? Oh <laughs> fucking hell! Um, uh, let's, <laughs> let's not
0: necessarily say they got they got good, but they got they got big, right? So if you look at the um, uh, Top-selling games per per year uh, in the back half of 2020 It's all these huge, um, uh, either Gatchas or League of Legend rip-offs or Candy Crushes, uh, which, yeah. you know, just doing huge numbers in in um, uh, in Asia and North America. Um, and yeah, I think there's been a bit of a bit of settling around Gatchas as a, as a as the format for mobile games. Um, as much as we kind of hate it. So that's, I mean, that's all, you know, we rewind back to 2010, and as you said, you know, we've got the, we're still on the DS, we're still playing the Wii, the 360, and if we look at where we are today, um, uh, it's quite different, but it hasn't really changed. I think we talked about this in one of the podcasts before. We've not really had that big revolution, I guess. So that was kind of one of the things that was exciting about the Wii, and it was a completely different way to play, and that was really popular. Uh there was a you know, I think it's fair to say an abortive attempt uh at VR. So at the beginning of the year we kinda the of, uh, beginning of the decade we saw Connect and PlayStation Move.
1: Um
0: yeah. VR's all but dead, I think. There's, you know
1: Well speaking your... of dead, the there was also this was the decade of the death of the plastic instruments. Yeah. 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 Uh what was the last rock band to squeak Oh god, um the last rock band there was one and I think it's rock band 4 came out in the PS4. What okay. Yeah, and um but they also had that ridiculous um guitar hero which had the whole new control system in it. Um but yeah, like yeah. It's just dead. Uh, although <laughs> we were talking about that um one that came from the Guitar Hero guys, the DJing one. Yeah. I, I don't know. Did, did that come out? Is it any good? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. And it is You know, it's obviously just just not. Um, uh, not got that placing in culture that kind uh, of kind of rock band is. Uh, and we also saw, I think, the, the the entire life cycle of toys to life, right? from Amiibo to Disney Infinity to Lego Dimensions to Skylanders. Um, now I guess it's just Amiibo which I sort of hang in there but they announced three for monster hunt the new monster hunter games and I'm like wow I, you know, who's who is still using amiibo um you. no
1: one's,
0: <laughs> um, yeah <but> there's not, <laughs> not much do you know I'd use them because I've got them but um uh you know there are, there are these games coming out you know yeah. I mean, you know po- Pokemon sword and shield like, no no co- connectivity at all okay fine fine <laughs> so yeah anything you add to the last 10 years when we were kind of delving through these big lists
1: i uh, no, nothing really like um yeah we had lots of remasters yeah we had a ton of sequels but i think gaming lends itself much much better to sequels than movies do um yeah i did good roundup. um i don't have much more to add there
0: yeah and what do, and what do you think about um what i was saying in terms of there isn't really that revolution, right? If we look at the, uh, I guess what early PlayStation Three games are kind of, were kind of doing, it just seems to be more of the same, right? There's a lot of photorealism going on.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, like uh, graphics and the power um, and the art that can be done within games is is massively improving. It, if you look at games from ten years ago to now, you can see there is definitely an increase of seeing less polygons, there's definitely more immersion getting caused as well. There's like, one thing that I noticed, um, especially around third persons, um, is like, quite often the character you're playing as doesn't blend in well, you know, you can see the edges, you can see that they are, you know, a polygonal object in a 3D world. Whereas more and more nowadays, you almost can't see your character's edges. It becomes more and more movie-like, and it's great. I mean, I think that kind of level of immersion is fantastic, the photorealism and stuff like that. But at the same time, everybody is just already, you know, like, everybody is fully aware that photorealism doesn't necessarily make a good game. You can have shit like Among Us, which is like little cartoony things, uh, and people are having way more fun with that than they are with, like, I don't know, the latest Far Cry or whatever, you know, that's pumping out, you know, 144 frames per second or whatever, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and I guess that's, um, who knows, what we'll be doing in another 10 years. But that, that'll that be kind of what we were heading into uh, the 2020s with um, was you know, Battle Royales. Yeah, they're still out there, but they're kind of um, uh, on the wane, I think, unless you're one of the big two. Um, and, yeah, this these, these bizarre, I mean, I'm all for it, but this bizarre return to kind of like um, uh, essentially what were party games back in the day, but um, kind of online and, and, and making the most of lots of people. Connecting. Yeah. Speaking of which, I know we've mentioned it before. Do you see that there's potentially going to be another 100 versus 1?
1: yeah <laughs> i mean that is just like the best news ever and thank god you know it was, it was such a fun game yeah even just to take part in you're not worried about fucking winning a car or whatever shit it was yeah. just like that is a fun experience you know like if you've got a battle royale royale turn it into a fucking quiz get people in on board it's fun you know? But yeah, I don't understand why that just didn't catch on. I, I don't know. In general I find party games or quiz games like they are quintessentially a game that you want to play and it's with mates and stuff like that. I find it a little contrived when you have to do like some of these asymmetrical multiplayers. You play as Jason and four people hiding wardrobes away from you. you know, that sort of stuff. Um but when you have just got a straight up board game quiz going on the go it's so accessible and so much fun i just don't understand why it, it just doesn't take it off more
0: anyway. yeah i mean particularly with the year that we've we've had i think yeah. the only one i'd say amongst uh you know not um, not heavy gamer friends that that has had any kind of success is probably overcooked i think well, sorry what overcooked
1: Oh. What? Is it overcooked? Overcooked? Wait, yeah. right, I thought you I thought you were pretending you were cutting out. I thought you were going over-p- over-p- no. <laughs> over Overpower. overcooked. Overcooked. Yeah, and then there's a the sequel coming out for it as well. Yes.
0: Uh if it's not already out. But yeah, that was that was one of the strange things I think about um perhaps the last note on this, then we'll hit our list
1: Oh yeah, it's um yeah, it's <clears throat> Team 17. So it's worms. Yeah, I have not even touched it, (laughs) I'm just uh, aware that it's a thing, and it's the same with Among Us, it's just like, alright, okay, I know that it's a thing, people like it, you gotta pretend to not be a bad guy, great, cool. Uh, (laughs) I've got the concept, am I gonna play it? (laughs) Nobody's got time for that when you have to grind uh, (laughs) for consumables for knacks.
0: Uh (laughs) Okay. Uh, Kick us off. What's your first game of the decade? Okay,
1: Mr. Default Man. I am going for Skyrim as my game of the decade.
0: Yeah, I saw that on the list, I imagined.
1: (laughs) On the list. Um, Yeah, like... um, Skyrim, I put so much time into... And I don't think there was a point where I wasn't enjoying it. That's the thing. As an RPG is so well rounded and you can do anything with your character. Um, And they've got really cool trees that you can go down to improve all of your skills. And that leveling up process is a lot of fun. Um, Not to mention the actual full open world which is completely, um, you know, do what you want to do be a bad guy, be a good guy, be a sneaky guy. You know, you've got all these different options. More than I just said, which was <laughs> <laughs> three. It's the three main ways of being a guy. <laughs> or, or a girl, of course. <laughs> um, or a lizard or a cat or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it, it survived it so well and actually, I don't feel like it's even that dated um, and I mean where you do get an awful lot of uh, RPGs that give you that um, third-person view like The Witcher and things like that, this one just throws you right in as an FPS and I mean it, I find it quite impressive still that, because I, I get annoyed with um FPSs in a lot of levels. But as an RPG, it's managed to successfully do um, an FPS at the same time. I think it, it's still impressive to play and enjoy on that level. Um, along with that, uh, I think there's just the world feels very nice to be in as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's it feels very alive. The NPCs, you. You can very very quickly understand what an NPC is in, in Skyrim, you know, looking behind the curtain or lifting the skirt or whatever analogy we want to use there. Um, pulling but, back the pulling back the foreskin, <laughs> pulling back the foreskin. Uh, but yeah, it is. Um, it is still very easily. It's very easy to reimmerse yourself in that and be happy that NPC is doing what they're doing and you can almost think, you know, give them a bit more um humanity, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, rather than being AI. Um but yeah, I, I think it feels a bit more like a living breathing world than a lot of other RPGs do, where, you know, it's like, oh look here's generic um Batman one whereas this one, you know, you do get people having conversations. Yeah, sometimes you'll start to hear the same conversations over and over again. (laughs) And you can really fuck them over. Like, in the middle of a conversation, be really, really sneaky, shoot one guy in the face, the other guy doesn't notice. Huh, must have been the wind. Um, (laughs) You know, that sort of stuff. Um, And that can be, like, uh, game-breaking and immersion-breaking. But at the same time... I don't know, it's got a lot of charm, there's a lot that I love about the world of Skyrim, Um, and there's still stuff being made for it, which is really, really cool. Um, Now, uh, I think it was like three or four years ago they brought out the special edition on um, Steam, which has got like hyped up graphics, better resolutions, all that sort of stuff. A game that is from, you know, 2010 and now, you know, six, seven years on, they've made it a little bit better and given everyone access to it. But along with that, there's just this massive modding community which, um, which, like, they spend all of their time, like, creating new skins, new characters there's even like the very very famous one which sky oblivion um which you've heard of yeah
0: yeah i think we talked about podcast. oh
1: yeah yeah but exactly i mean th- that stuff is you know going on this this is a game that's still alive and has a very very active community about it and i i mean i actually last year i was thinking what is a christmasy game And I I was just thinking, well you know, Skyrim's got a lot of snow in it. It's not very Christmassy but at the same time I like snow. Um, So I kind of replayed that again and it was just so fun to go in um, and um, play it but I didn't continue playing it purely because 1. I knew how long I would need to spend to get my character to, <laughs> to a level that I liked it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a huge, huge time investment, but it was just, when you did it that first time, it was so much fun to go there and explore. And I, I remember having a save file um, which had me down in the Dwimmer undergrounds um, and I had to keep pushing through and this save file like I think I I spent about 24 hours of actual in-game time trying to get in and out of uh, not in-game time actual real time just trying to get out of that cave you know I I was saving it was reloading it still in this cave it's just a massive massive underground fortress and it's just like this is cool. This is a dungeon in a game and I'm spending forever in it looking for stuff and finding secrets and all this sort of stuff and it's only one dungeon. Yeah, it's a massive one and people who played it know the dungeon I'm talking about, but there is like, there's so much to do in that game that ideally, well yeah, you just won't ever do it all. Like, especially if you can you factor in the fact that you can have a million different mods as well or you have to play it through with different characters, it's just so much, but it's um, it's just so much fun being in that world and it's just, yeah, because because of things like fast travel you're always going to be able to just dive straight into the action but yeah, um, I I don't have much negative to say about Skyrim yeah, there's some immersion breaking stuff and there's um you know like it is an old game it still feels very very relevant and new ish <laughs> um so yeah that's why it makes my top for the decade it's still there and i have very very fond memories of it what about yeah. you Farley?
0: um oh, no just a few just a few points on Skyrim. yeah i suppose yeah uh as you you allow it yeah, yeah, I suppose you're allowed. Okay, fine. Um, um, obviously, uh, uh, famously, I've only I've only kind of started Skyrim about 10 different times and <laughs> barely got out of the first village.
1: Kill a uh, chicken. <laughs> without without
0: massacring everyone. Um, but uh, and we'll, we'll obviously see uh, what's happening with, um, with the Elder Scrolls, but a part of me imagines we won't kind of see a game like that again, right? It was um, uh, single-player yeah um there was no kind of games as a service stuff i guess bits bits of dlc um uh, and yeah it was it was you know really kind of a first time that, that you know it's like, oh, wow you know you sort of like actually playing dungeons and dragons
1: yeah um, i mean i don't i don't think uh, elder scrolls 5 will stray away that much from that um what's it called that formula uh, I think they'll still have a single player, very solid single player campaign. Even if they do add some multiplayerness in there, but Bethesda, have already been down that route with um, Fallout seventy six. They are not gonna go full ball, balls deep with um, what's it called, uh, with, with everything being online. They've got their own MMO as well, apparently, which I've never played. You played it. What is it? Um, the Elder Scrolls Online. Oh uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think whatever uh, Elder Scrolls Five game is, um, and I believe it's a Return to Morrowind or something. Um, it's gonna be uh, very similar, uh, but probably different level up mechanics and all that sort of stuff. Uh,
0: and then I guess uh, potential spoilers why did this make the list and not fallout?
1: Well, um, you don't know what the rest of my list is. I know, that's why I said it might be spoilers. (laughs) Well, actually, um, I had to choose between fallout and um, Skyrim and Skyrim uh, I I don't know, it appeals more to me um, in that sort of fashion. Fallout was good Um, Fallout 3 and Fallout 3 New Vegas and then Fallout 4 Um, I don't believe Fallout 4 was as good as Fallout New Vegas Um, I I, I don't know I think that's a generally expressed you know Fallout New Vegas is the best of the lot Um, and I, I had a great time playing those games But I think when I finished playing them, I was done. I'm happy. I don't need to come back. Whereas with Skyrim, there is constant, like, yeah, you know what? I could go back and I could enjoy myself. Um, Fallout feels more, yeah, I'm done. I'm dusted. You know, I've done the main plot. I'm good. You know. Do you think the setting, because, you know,
0: you you mentioned a couple of times that. that, um the world of Skyrim is a nice place to be um both in terms of being you know a living place but also being very pretty uh and might that be a you know might that be a factor you know because post well, oh my god Yeah.
1: post opptic setting post post aploptic
0: um, yeah. they aren't nice places to be, to be you know well, by, no, I, by I, definition I,
1: I... Arguably, there are lots of places that aren't very nice to be in Skyrim as well. Um, There is horrible caves that you can spend, you know, a full 24 hours in (laughs) and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I would say that um, I get what you're saying. Like, that is post-apocalyptic. You are going through trash. You are going through this retro futuristic world um i mean that's the other thing is like i, I was talking about um fallout to someone uh, and i was just sort of saying yeah it's basically just skyrim or Oblivion or elder scrolls but in the future and i like well actually no it's not in the future it's in an alternate universe which is based off of 50s where the atom bomb hit and then you're just kind of like oh, Maybe that's why Fallout doesn't sit. I mean, it's fun to have that retro-futuristic-ness world, but is it as comfortable as just a generic fantasy world? Mm. Uh, yeah. But yeah, regardless, uh, when I said pretty, I I actually are a nice place to be. I was just meaning the prettiness of everything. Like, yeah, okay, you like you're always like five minutes away from a dragon, you know, spitting fire in your face but at the same time you've got this wonderful scenery and like living, breathing, wind blowing through the grass, it just makes everything feel nice and pretty um, and you do get that, it's just a different aesthetic in Fallout I would say Cool! Yeah Right, okay, Um enough Um banging on about Bethesda. Podcast. Um, this
0: podcast's podcast gonna run long. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Okay, yeah, it really is. Okay, Farley, you're up next. Next. Um,
0: so uh, we saw 3ds uh, in 2011, and so when thinking about the decade, I didn't want uh, I didn't want the decade to pass without acknowledging the 3ds. Um, it was just a, such a fantastic system. Um, it, it really felt like. Uh, and this is kind of the halcyon days of gaming, I guess, for me, So I keep referencing it, but it really felt like the early days of the PlayStation. Um, <laughs> uh, in the, you, can, you had you know, tons of different games going on um, of all different kinds of genres. Uh, then you got your virtual console kind of stuff in. Uh, and yeah, it was just a real pleasure uh, to, to have it with you uh, yeah. and to play uh, and had some great little games on it. So I was thinking, okay, if I had to pick a 3DS game, which one would I pick?
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is it the mean, obvious one, or is it? Well, yeah.
0: So I I was resisting it as much as possible, but then anything else that I could put in that that slot, if you like, just felt like really is that is that what you're gonna? Would you really have a leg to stand on to fight for this being a a game of the decade? So um, Resident Evil Revelations was in there. but of course, they got ported everywhere else. Didn't have the 3DS features. Uh, Fire Emblem, both Fire Emblem Fates and Awakening, uh, uh, were in there as well. But I'm gonna have to go with uh, Pokemon Ultra Sword and Ultra Shield. Um, we had a little. Whoa whoa, had...
1: whoa, 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 Fucking get the names right. Ultra oh Sword and Ultra, Ultra Shield. <laughs> Ultra. Fucking <laughs> <Sun laughs> hell! Ring. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Um, and it didn't sound right when I said it. Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Um, <laughs> we had a load of uh, Pokemon games in the decade. Um, and we had a, uh, quite a few on 3DS alone.
1: Yeah, so... no, let, let's not talk about the spin-off games. They're not even worth talking about, I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, from,
0: from I think Black and White, was 2010 on the DS. Uh, then we had X and Y, Sun and Moon, and then Ultra Sun and, uh, and Ultra yeah. Moon. So yeah, uh, I mean you know you're not, not going to get any fantastic novel takes on uh, sun and moon uh, in the course of this podcast. Oh, hang on, real world activities.
1: All right, okay.
0: Uh, no, we're fine. Strange. Um, apologies. Uh, Go. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, I mean I would sure. Uh, ultra Sword and Ultra Shield. Ultra,
1: uh, ultra.
0: Ultra. <laughs> uh, ultra on Ultra Moon. Um, the last of the uh, truly portable Pokemon games, I guess. Um, excluding the Switch. And um, they pulled together uh, all the kind of experimentations that we'd seen in um, other DS and 3DS games. So uh, it was, uh, you know, I guess, Sort of an MMO, Um in a way.
1: Um, uh, fuck! No, 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 no. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. You can say that. I'm, um, I'm not gonna go into that argument, but I'm gonna defend the listeners right now. They're just like, you what? And that is not an MMO by any means of stretch of the imagination. But go on, Farley. <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, it obviously is. Um,
1: uh,
0: you know, you were, you were just button presses away from, from uh, trading, battling, um, otherwise interacting, trading. Uh, of course, all of this uh, is handled much, much better with um, uh, Sword and Shield on the Switch. Um, yep. But it, it's amazing to kind of squeeze all that into this uh, one a little 3DS game. And uh it made the most of, and at least one of the things I do miss actually is the uh, second screen, second screen gaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, for for all the iterations of the D, the DSs. Uh, yeah. So sometimes I do find myself when when playing Pokemon on the Switch, um, missing that kind of bottom screen. Because you could just do an amazing kind of amount of just multitasking. Um, also, it was. The, the DS was fantastic for lazy gaming. <laughs> you could lay down on your side uh, and then just yeah, think finger prodding uh, <laughs> get yourself through through, um, through battling or whatever. Uh, it, of course, uh, all the usual wonderful things about Pokemon and, and, and bringing all your guys from all the way from the GBA through uh, and the setting of, of Sun and Moon was okay, I think. Um, there was lots to do, lots of dailies, um, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it was fun and nice. And of course, you know, I'm not really even talking about uh, what that game brought to us. But it was the last one where we had both kind of uh, Z Move Crystals and uh, Mega Evolution. Yeah, yeah. Both, both of which are, are missed by people. So yeah, so I'd say um, not necessarily the best Pokemon game, but um, uh, if, if we had to kind of somehow... Memorialise the 3DS uh, and its passing in the last decade. A, yeah, a fitting game to do so.
1: No, I tend to agree with you, and, and we've talked about this before. Like my use of the 3DS was slightly different. It was basically a thing that I always had on me. It was a commute burner. It was, it, you know, any time I just had a little bit of downtime or whatever, it was just like, bring out the DS, flick it open, and continue playing whatever pokemon thing that i was doing whether it was shiny hunting or whatever but it was basically i had very little else in my 3ds other than whatever the latest generation pokemon game it was um but yeah yeah i'm glad that you've put that in there and memorialized it and yeah let's move on because everybody knows that we're just gonna talk about pokemon yeah (laughs) all right what's the next one What's my next one? So, um, my favourite Pokemon... No, 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 um... (laughs) We, uh... I'm gonna talk about again, Mr. Generic. If you look up a fucking list of any of these games, this one's gonna be on, you know, uh, sorry, any of these uh, games from the last decade, this one's gonna be on there. And I'm gonna choose Batman Arkham City. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so you played it Farley? No I haven't, I haven't played any of those games. Okay cool well the Arkham trilogy or Ar- Arkham quadrilogy yeah Um, just a fantastic fun world to play in um, playing as Batman is great you've got his gadgets you've got his detectiveness you've got the the ability to sort of you know do the hook wire up and glide through the city and the city again feels alive yeah okay it's the same generic thugs over and over and over again but it's still fun because when you encounter the the thugs you get to move into that sort of fighting um side of things where batman uses all of his like ninja type moves um and reversals and all these counters and just doing that is a lot of fun um along with actually just having a chat with like the batman villains or heroes you know oh there's nightwing doing his thing or, or catwoman or oh look there's the riddler popping up on my screen saying this or or the joker voiced by mark hamill amazing amazing stuff um really really just a fun batman universe created if you like batman in any way and i know that you have your issues with batman this is a great game that encapsulates that sort of world um i've chosen arkham city rather than arkham knight um Arkham Knight being the latest one in the series, I believe. I really hope I'm right, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Arkham Knight's the one where you get the Batmobile and you get to go around in the Batmobile, and it is the worst addition to that game. Playing as this weird tank thing, and then getting forced into these sort of uh, tank range battles and it was just not fun. It was a really, really bad addition to the game. It was like why are we doing this? I had way more fun punching bad guys, you know, and that, yeah it it was a very, very bad addition to the game Um, I don't know if that is a general consensus um, but it's I would have preferred that the Batmobile was a means to get from place to place faster and faster or was like a way that you, you know, gated some of the content because you had to get upgrade X to get the Batmobile to go through here or whatever. That's fine. I don't mind that. It's just basically another set of tools for Batman to use. But when you had to do the fighting with it, it was the most boring, repetitive, because they kept doing it. Um thing in that game. But um Arkham City doesn't have the 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 batmobile in it and it's way more fluid loads of secrets loads of fun loads of things to find it's like you like the assassin's creed series don't you uh yeah yeah so it's basically assassin's creed but batman um, and a bit more uh well i don't think it's any less polished but it's more polished than the first assassin's creed game <laughs> that i played and i haven't played any since um but it's quite quite similar in that sort of fashion um yeah uh have (laughs) i'll pass it over to you in case you have any comments to make on the batman series i don't think you do (laughs) no no i don't know
0: uh beyond how it's got interesting uh in the um in comparing in the fairly arbitrary exercise of comparing um marvel and dc um whereas dc kind of just can't seem to do very well when it comes to the box office um they seem to handle their tv series and games really well i think you know if we were to compare this might be a podcast coming up if we were to compare uh dc games versus marvel games um dc has a much boon there are are some proper bum games in there um but uh the better the best of them are kind of better than um
1: quite honestly i can't think of a marvel game i'd say maybe like the lego marvel ones uh there are all these there is weird kind of like diablo clone you know yeah (laughs) yeah oh wait a minute yes of course there's the marvel superheroes yeah Uh, yeah that that was actually quite good i i enjoyed that one um but the sequel was was bad um anyway let's move on yeah okay cool right what's your next one Uh, My next game
0: from 2013 is The Last of Us on the PlayStation 3. So, again, another one that uh, you will find atop many of these lists. Um, Okay. You haven't played it, have you?
1: No. Is that the one with the the, the plants?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the fungus fungus zombies. And uh, the reason why I like it, much of these reasons, I think, is why everyone liked it. Um, there's this really really uh, compelling story uh, that set you uh, after a zombie but not zombie um, apocalypse Uh, and it was just beautifully scripted looked uh, gorgeous kind of dragged you through this um, fallen city just made the whole thing feel kind of really um uh, really believable <coughs> excuse me and then tells a story between um your sort of uh your your two protagonists so it's a lot of what it's got going for it is is just polished it's just very polished and very and very tight uh and and just kind of like a a, a breeze to kind of play through um in, you know in terms of Needing excuses to play it, I played it uh, with my wife, and and you know from the minute it went on, both of us were kind of talking about it, and thinking about it uh, until we got through to the end. But part of the reason it plays on my list, a
1: sort of third-person action shooter, doesn't it?
0: Uh, that sort of stealth part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it it's really not it really wasn't doing um, anything particularly novel. Um, You know, there's there's kind of a crafting system and there's a gear system and there were workbenches, and there were chapters, Um, but just everything it did, it just did really, really well. Um, But the reason why it's on my list um, uh, is because I remember, it might not be the case, but I I remember it kind of almost um, single-handedly, you know, bringing uh, single-player games you know, back into, oh, you can release a successful single-player game. Um, yeah, because
1: everything, it doesn't have any online functionality, does it?
0: No, no, it doesn't. And at the time, it just seemed that everything was about online, playing online, multiplayer games. Um, it was particularly when, uh, the way I remember it, right, other people will have different recollections of the decade. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was, it was you know, the big um, uh, Call of Duty and, and what's the other one? That series um Rainbow (sighs) Six no No, the other one I don't think no (laughs) no Christ no um whatever the other whatever the other one was um and you know just just all your magazine coverage and all your news or site coverages (laughs) would just be about these two online shooters and everything was about online and blah 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 um and then this came kind of came out uh and blew everyone's minds and I I believe kind of responsible for uh uh, sort of re-establishing you know, the, the kind of, um yeah and so for that reason it's a great game on its own um but also it, it, it kind of readjusted the, the balance of the gaming live stream if you like um and then now we have all these uh, uh <laughs> i think is partly responsible for having these nice um uh single player uh games beyond your kind of um uh, kind of RPGs. And then, almost fittingly, the Last of Us Two came out, and and the way in which that came out, and all the whinging and and toxicity around it, uh, is kind of sums up, I think, where we are currently in in, in gaming in twenty twenty. So it's kind of a nice point and counterpoint. You know, first one came out was, was almost universally loved. Second one came out, and and um, like many films, like lots of things these days, <laughs> uh, you know the 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 Jury had had, uh, uh, condemned the game, you know, before anyone had actually. So, have you played the second one? No, I haven't. No. Okay. Are you gonna? Uh, I am, but it's it's partly for the reasons I just mentioned. It's one of those things um, where it's like actually, I'm going to wait for the nonsense and noise to blow over, um, and so that you know all the all the discourse just kind of has a time to disappear, and then just play it afresh. So you know, expect. Uh, podcast in five years time you know, oh you know, The Last of Us 2 is actually quite good <laughs>
1: <laughs> classic yeah 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 <laughs> our stone cold takes
0: <laughs> years
1: yeah. again um, yeah. but yeah I mean, sometimes that's nice because otherwise you
0: just uh, there was a, a film that we went to see I can't remember what film we went to see together um, but I remember talking about it beforehand and it was you know just em- embroiled in all the in all the opinions about the thing Mostly from people who haven't seen it, um, but that that does kind of get in your head and impact how you uh, engage with.
1: Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. This, this media sometimes. Yeah.
0: Um, so yes, I'm looking forward. It's like
1: to it. for instance, if Richie recommends something to you, you're automatically all trepidation. Is this some <laughs> weeb shit? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, or if I tell you that Revelations and Revelations Two are very good games, uh, you'll just never play
1: them, <laughs> buy them
0: repeatedly just never play them (laughs) have you got like a you got like a clock somewhere and every time i mention revelations you you reset the clock yeah well okay don't need to play that again for another two years (laughs) back to two years away Uh, so so yeah that's um that's the last of
1: us um yeah anything to add uh, I have no clue about the Last of Us. I think <laughs> um, is it is that the one where uh, Elliot Page is in it, or yes, yeah, you no, know, yeah. that's the one where
0: Elliot Page is actually in it, not the one where um, uh, basically uh, his likeness was just stolen and put into the game. I think right. that was one of the um, Quantic Dream games, wasn't it?
1: I have no idea. Yeah,
0: I think there's a character who who looked exactly the same, Uh, and uh, the one was like, hmm, okay. This is the one one, uh, that uh, Elliot actually
1: got paid for. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah like I've seen like the art of the zombies uh, that's about it really you know I've not seen much more in the sort of level of like actually playing it or like gameplay. I think I saw you playing it briefly actually and um, you were going through a sort of junkyard and there you were being really quiet behind cars.
0: Yeah. And I almost know exactly
1: the bit you're talking about, yeah. Yeah, and there's like there was human people who were chasing you, not zombies. Yeah. 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 Yeah, cool. Well that's a great story for everybody listening. <laughs> um, about that one time I voiced you play a bit from The Last of Us. And uh yeah. yeah. Hot take Richie, hot lots, take. Rich. Lots of everyone to take
0: away and learn from there. Thank <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And like, what's your next what's your next game you
1: yeah, Madman? Um I i because I was thinking about the games that I've spent the most amount of time and mm. ones that I enjoyed, I have gone for and we talked about this before, the classic hyperdimension rebirth part three the the, the 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 other one, yeah Um, and I spent a lot of time on that game Um, it just sort of made me fall in love with RPG mechanics, turn based it was just so cool Um, yeah 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 the characters (laughs) Um, and they're good fun, good fun to engage with, the dialogue is hilarious and it creates this weird world and I just when I heard about the concept of I'm going to use that word again Farley do you know what word that is? Unenviable? No, no, no <clears throat> A, a plotic. A Anthropomorphic <laughs> uh, Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Consoles um, sort of reimagined as anime girls but they are like goddesses as well it's really, it's just fun weird, wacky Uh, But on top of that, the game is just... It's really good RPG stuff. You know, turn-based, level up, get the thing. Oh, no, the enemy's too difficult. Right, I can either do this, use some consumables, or I can go and grind and level up and do this in another place. And, you know, there's reasons to revisit the dungeons and... I don't know. It just—it was a fun, fun time. I think uh, playing through that game, and I played through that in the Vita. So a little nod to the Vita um, for our last decade of handhelds. Yeah, Much pouring the- one out for the Vita. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I mean. I, I don't really have much more to say than we do already have. Another podcast of a show that is entirely dedicated to why the um, hyperdimension set of games is really cool. Um, Farley, you've still not played it or never will play it. This is your revelations.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, yeah, it's, it's not. It's not really my um, not really my thing. I did. I did spot this though when I was going through the lists. Um, so this entire series has happened in the uh 2010s right the first one
1: 2010 well, i think so yeah 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 and so the latest one which you actually gave me the news one um is due out um i think around the start of next year um the triple v one which has all of these youtube virtual um
0: yeah, yeah virtual youtubers
1: yeah or yeah and uh, they're going to be starting in it like what the fuck this is a weird world we live in um not sure i'm gonna get that one i still actually have to play through the uh the very latest um uh, mega dimension um one which i just haven't touched i don't know why because it's the same and it's fun (laughs) but uh, for some reason i just can't get past playing it but um yeah i had a great great time playing the third one um where everything was just nice and refined and uh, originally the mechanics you could only have three people in the party then you had four then this positional stuff and then there's throwing together the combos to do turn-based damage a lot of fun great time was had playing that one um yeah and i don't know if i can dwell much more on this (laughs) okay Go and listen to our podcast on, uh, yeah. on
0: Hive Drive Neptunia if you would like to know more. Cool. Uh, so what have you got next? So my next one, uh, so uh, I deliberated a lot over over what the four would be uh, and this was one of the later additions. So the last one on my list is uh, Splatoon, specifically Splatoon 1 um, on the Wii U. Part, part of the reason why it's on there is because it's uh, one of a handful of games that that uh, hasn't been ported off the Wii U. I mean, you know, the sequel came out on the Switch, so I guess there's no need to. Um, uh, and, yeah, I thought it was just a great
1: little new IP. I remember when... Um, Would you, like... Sorry, just a very, very quickly pause on that one. Yeah. Would you argue that there does need to be a remake of the the first one or does the second one just capture everything that you need
0: uh i think yeah i think the second one captures um uh everything you need it is it's better in every way particularly when you factor in the octopath expansion um which does something very different to splatoon and and splatoon 2 core game um, okay but it's very good so yeah it's more of a uh, again pouring one out for the Wii U to, to pick Splatoon over what should obviously be the choice of Splatoon 2 which also came out in the decade <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I remember it being announced uh, and everyone being like what the hell is this game because they did a thing where they dressed up as scientific researchers and called it the squid research lab and it all seemed a bit cringy it's like a <laughs> new IP uh, and then it landed and was just um, you know fantastic I mean yeah it's really great uh First of all, it was Nintendo doing a shooter, then based on this mechanic of, you know, not necessarily shooting each other, but um, uh, inking out the different arenas. Uh, the characters were kind of a, an instant hit, and if you know the kind of design history of Splatoon, it was fairly late in the day when they decided on what seemed like an obvious choice of, you know, what things should we have running around that's got ink.
1: Um, yep.
0: I think <laughs> yeah. at one point they were rabbits, these weird rabbits, um, so to, to base them around uh, Squid and then later octopuses um, uh, is kind of like this, this great decision. Then you've got all the um, fashion and fashion brands, many of which have become real-world items. Uh, the music um, is uh, is, and I, I don't use this word often. Phenomenal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the the both albums have been released. Uh, they they also. Uh, the kind of the virtual idols in both games regularly perform uh live holographic concerts. Uh yeah, and then the and then the kind of the single player bit to it which which acted like uh your training and could have been completely throwaway um is any as important a part of it as the as the the multiplayer um with uh these really memorable you know boss battles each having a different spin on uh okay what 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 kind of things make an impression or paint or stamp um and probably along with Splatoon 2 one of the the best most memorable certainly uh end boss battles in in uh, of the 2010s um, particularly when you throw up the kind of the music work that's going on behind them so yeah Splatoon um cool. and then now you know now where where don't we find the inklings they're in merikart they're in smash uh, they've got their own manga um D- they do are. they have a character in smash yeah oh, oh yeah st- of course they do of
1: course they do yeah, yeah and a stage and, a yeah. hat, and uh assist trophy <laughs> no no um, i was just meaning i i i forgot briefly there was a if there was a playable version of it that's all <laughs> yes uh, yeah yeah because i think in the Smash
0: for the Wii U and 3DS. You could dress up. You dress your me as an Inkling. Yeah. Uh, and then they were one of the first uh, new characters for, um, for Smash Bros. Ultimate. Um. And yeah, I it's it's uh, I, I, as you probably gathered if you listen to this podcast, I'm not a huge fan of online games. Um, to be honest, something stresses me out, particularly uh competitive games. Um, on, on kind of playing online, and and for the most part. Once you're done with the story, Splatoon and Splatoon 2 are um, uh, online games. But each, it's not one where you feel like, yeah, you can jump in with any any old equipment um, and somehow, I'm not too sure how they manage it, you can still do quite well. You know, it's not one of these games. Um, what were you talking about last week or the week before? Where, you know, if you've not logged in for weeks, you log in, everyone's overgeared and, and you just don't stand a chance.
1: Uh, hmm. Uh, diablo
0: <laughs> weirdly Diablo. no half stone was what it was um
1: <laughs> over gear i love the fact over that... <laughs> <laughs> overgeared with my yeah, uh, i mean tech- that's a, m- that a great perception of a TCG. Oh, this guy's got too many packs <laughs> he's over geared yeah he's over <laughs> basically yeah. um yeah so it says you know even if,
0: even if you're leveling up and um, really crappy equipment or you're years behind um and you know this still needs iterating to some people depending on, on the team you're matched up with yeah uh, it's all about painting the arena um uh or make sure you paint the arena whilst you're taking out other guys um, yeah because that's that's what the final score is is based on
1: so yeah cool Splatoon yeah I mean I, I've never played Splatoon in any fashion <laughs> uh, it's one that's just sort of passed me by yeah um yeah, and <laughs> I will. I always say for the, uh,
0: um, for the Wii U, certainly. Uh, again, shout outs to having dual screens. Um, there was a little bit added by by uh, you know you could see how well your team were doing by glancing down at the bottom screen, rather than pressing a button to build to, to bring up the map. Um, it's not a huge loss. You know, between two is is fine
1: mm-hmm. to
0: play without it. Um, but that was really that was really cool and. Uh take it took a while to get to, but using gyro controls in a shooter. It's very good. Okay. Yeah. Arguably the way to play,
1: I think. Hmm. Right. Okay. Cool. This is me cueing you to ask me a question. Right. Go
0: on then. <laughs> <about this> game.
1: <laughs> okay, um <clears throat> Uh, Last one, uh, I struggled to choose so I'm actually going to just take a trilogy of some sort. Um, Are they they packaged in the same box? Yeah sure, okay. (laughs) Okay. If you buy them on PC, yeah, they can all be in one box, yeah. Ah, got them. (laughs) Um, It's Dragon Age. Um, I think I had more fun on Dragon Age 2 um then i did an inquisition but in general i like the dragon age series an awful lot again another fantasy based rpg this time it is actually third person um but along with that there's just so much um bantering there is Really really fun mechanics you can play with on an RPG level it, I guess, you know, it's um Have you played Dragon Age in any fashion at all? No, no, okay. <laughs> this, these lists are shaping up. Really yeah. great for discussion. Wow, great. Okay. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Let's deep dive deeper into why that's uh 2010 and um, but yeah, um Okay, well, we don't need to go into too much detail on this one, because if you played it, you like it. If you don't, then right up you. Um, But, yeah, there's all sorts of fun you can have there. There's gear options. There's rare equipment. There is um, all the different classes you can play as, all the different races you can play as, and they each get their own dialogues, and it's just fun to interact with the world on that sort of level. Um, Additionally, um... One of the things that I I, I really sort of, like, really liked was just, yeah, it was uh, was being able to interact with that world. It does feel, again, like a vivid world. There is, uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk forever. I don't even know what to say. I spent a lot of time on this game, and I enjoyed (laughs) it thoroughly. You're
0: Um, just just looking for your... One day they'll get there, but, you know, anything you're looking to immerse yourself into...
1: uh... Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm fan- just...
0: a fantasy world. Um, so between between
1: Skyrim, WoW, and Dragon Age, uh, you're nearly there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some sort of D and D maniac, don't even yeah. like D and D. But yeah, <laughs> so, uh, Dragon Age. Um, yeah, it combines sort of like the mechanics of World of Warcraft as well. So it had like the, well I call it the mechanics of World of Warcraft you have the tank, you have the DPS and you have the um, the, the healers as well, but you have the ability to sort of mess around with that party, you can play as any one of your characters so you can just quickly switch from tank to DPS, to healers or start queuing up everyone's actions, great fun lots to be had and um you can just play lots it. lots to be had lots of fun to be had <laughs> Oh okay great fun lots to be had yeah 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 sorry great. lots yeah. to be had yeah. yeah lots of fun to be had with that alone Um
0: did it can I sorry did, did it come from anywhere or is it just just a new IP straight to game like was it is it based on books it,
1: or something else It's um bioware so um i don't know if it has uh, its origins and oh god literally the first one is called dragon age origins <laughs> um <laughs> uh, i don't know if it has uh, some other media like uh, george rr R. martin book somewhere or something stupid like that it's uh it is just um yeah but i mean bioware did exactly the same thing as sort of fallout and skyrim did in that they have Mass Effect, which is basically Dragon Age in space. Uh, with that space um sort of simulator trading thing mining planets uh, tacked on as well. I didn't I didn't get into Mass Effect in anywhere near as much as I did with um with the Dragon Age. I just felt a little bit more the combat seemed a little bit more fluid, it was You know it was a bit more familiar having mages and you know knights and archers as opposed to but i I can't even remember what it was in mass effect you've got like uh space weapon people but they also have got like psionics (laughs) as well yeah so they could create one one of your shields one of
0: your one of your generic space trappings.
1: yeah um and I didn't sit as comfortable with me as dragons do. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, 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 the reason I mentioned it earlier is it,
0: it, it's, even though I've heard you talk about these games and obviously you've been playing WoW Wo for a long time, I would ne- I never really had you figured for like a fantasy man.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if I am. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I, it just happens to be the games that... I, I don't know, like... RPG mechanics are, uh, I think, is also what drags me to Pokemon as well. Like I I spend a lot of time thinking about um, combos and like how to, you know, maximize DPS. Mm. (laughs) Obviously, it's turn-based, but you know, (laughs) I I spend a lot of time thinking about um, that sort of stuff. And it's like I remember when I playing most games I always try and find some kind of loophole that just ridiculously makes one thing stupidly powerful, glass cannon um, And I'll usually go down that route and just sort of fuck around with the stats as much as possible. And that, that's a lot of fun and that can be done. And In fact, that is the way you play World of Warcraft. Um, but and also in other games, it's just I like skill trees and I like uh, RPG mechanics, but That being said, things like uh, Skyrim and Dragon Age, they've got a great story and they've got great characters around it. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe it isn't the setting that um, is all important. Maybe just Mass Effect is rubbish. (laughs) (laughs) Um because like you can you can get into it and i enjoyed fallout games as well don't get me wrong just do they sit well um i don't know <laughs> oh god i'm sorry it's, to have caused some existential You opened okay
0: we can we can move on uh and, and perhaps come back to this subject uh, uh, uh another time
1: <laughs> does richie like fantasy games oh god <laughs> Do I? Twenty twenty one. That guy's a maniac. The podcast. <laughs> and it, and
0: you just go out of your way to, to play nothing but sci-fi games all year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just to prove to yourself,
1: <laughs> I'm not a fucking geek Not D and D. Right. Uh, does that bring us to the end, or have you no? I've got One more. One more one more, got one more. one more. One more. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So. Tell us this last one, Farley. Uh, my last
0: one, uh, and again, these have come out as quite nice spread across the decade, is uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, um, which I feel like is cheating, right? It's... it's <laughs> Any discussions about video game soundtracks, it's cheating to include Smash Bros. Ultimate, right? Because it's, it's almost every game soundtrack. Um, uh, what can I say? It's i just love the fact that it's a fighting game uh it's a love letter and history to gaming um the the recent additions so uh now that we've got minecraft steve and uh sephiroth has just been added Uh, you know just the just the pure pleasure of of playing in a match where you've got you know pikachu pac-man Solid Snake and and uh, Terry, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> you know the the um, the singing squid idols from Splatoon in the background, um, <laughs> fighting on a mother stage, uh, you know, while there's a whatever a Vaporeon golden flapping around. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just. It's just. Uh, a sheer joy and a pleasure, um, and yeah, who knew that that that, the, that would fit nicely into this uh, kind of very strange um, uh, fighting game. Um, of course, we were blessed with uh, the Wii U and 3DS um, Smash, uh, which I think was a phenomenal achievement. Yeah, to, to be playing Smash on the 3DS was, was uh, just so great. Um, <laughs> Yeah, never, never would have thought that that, uh, that would have happened. Um, but yeah, uh, ultimate and it continues. Um, uh, we've still got some characters to come. Um, and we've talked at length about the you know the, the kind of spirit system and the reimagining of all these different points in gaming history through what item stages and characters we've got. Um, in Smash, uh, yeah, and and this. Yep. Greatest soundtrack of all. Yeah, I mean, of games, course.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. right. It does actually encompass pretty much every soundtrack. <laughs> there is. Yeah.
0: yeah, you you really hard pressed. I mean, particularly when you've got things like, you know, all of Legend of Zelda sitting in there. Thankfully, with um, them, uh, uh DLC. Um, maybe it's because Final Fantasy 7 Remake's out. The Square Enix have been a little bit generous, with more generous with them. Um, uh the final fantasy 7 songs because when cloud um cloud came with his own stage yeah and two final fantasy song final fantasy 7 songs <laughs> um <laughs> which seems particularly stingy and then particularly when the dragon quest character came and and there's this abundance of dragon quest um songs but yeah there's some some great remixes there's great cosmo canyon remix there's a great uh eris theme remix there's a great um uh the the song that plays at the opening when you jump off the train um the yeah yeah, um yeah uh you know all, all of that um from some fantastic composers just laid on top of this on top of this game and the and the sephiroth challenge if you've not done it um I think that's another another nice thing about the game is they they're not, they don't just stick to a formula. They're always doing these you know strange little things. It's like when they added the Minecraft character. Apparently, they had to go and change every single level in the game to accommodate some of um,
1: Steve's mechanics. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Go so, cool. uh, well. I mean, I. I mean, you you'll cringe, but the last time I played. Uh, Super Smash Bros. ultimate was the release of Joker God, it's okay yeah. yeah um I have no desire to go back to that game I played the um played the single-player campaign it was great it was fun I don't feel like there's any other game there apart from playing it cooperatively or, or, or sort of playing versus each other do you disagree to that uh yeah I just Often just play it on my own for fun. But you're not achieving anything, or there's nothing more to do. Uh, yeah, no, there's nothing more to do. I mean, occasionally, um,
0: <laughs> jump online, but then you always feel, always feel bad because uh, uh you, know, you get you people jump on and they see that you're not playing in battlefield and you've got items on, and then they're just self-destructive times because they don't right. want. Don't want to play it in uh, in fun mode. They want to play it in competitive mode. Um, but that's part of the that's part of the joy. It's part of the joy of it, right? Is uh, uh, is dealing with all the uh, with all the chaos and the wackiness. Um, so yeah. So sometimes um, you know you can even set up the lobbies saying for fun only or whatever. Um, but yeah, no. Sometimes I just like to, to set up a level and some items and then uh, just have fun, kind of practicing and playing through and i think that's one of the great things about all these i mean obviously you pay for them it's not a fantastic free thing um, but when these new characters are added you know like, oh, all right okay yeah i'll go in um what's the deal with their stage what's the deal with their moves you know even if you're not gonna if you're not gonna kind of
1: mean them uh,
0: yeah main them um, <laughs> you'd like to know kind of what's what's going on with them um and so i uh, think i think it came out at the very end of 2018 i can't remember. Uh, so yeah, it's nearly, nearly two years now and just yeah, kind of ex- yeah. excuses to, um, uh, to hop back in, um, be it through, you know, they drip-free sp- these free spirits throughout the year. Uh, then you get these DLCs with um, with spirits. So on the 23rd, I think, all the Final Fantasy Seven spirits um, come out. So that'd be, you know, that'd be great to see how they have imagined Aeris in the Smash Engine yeah. uh, and, you know,
1: Rufus and the Turks and what have you um yeah you got any uh guesses as, who, who's gonna be here do you reckon <laughs> it's gonna be peach Or uh,
0: yeah it's a, it could, it, i think zelda might fit although the hair it might probably um, daisy just daisy coming a pink thing um but I, i'd love for it if um you know the 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 challenge was you had to protect her and then it was just a bunch of Sephiroth doing the down A move <laughs> trying st- to try st- stab her from the top and you have to keep her alive for however long uh, and Brilliant. then you have to be have to be in like a water based level and, uh yeah which is a number to choose from so yeah something like that um, we'll see we'll see on the 23rd cool. uh, cool. or you know maybe Link because his down is
1: with the sword <clears throat> oh of course yeah yeah cool so there we go yeah that's has made it through it um
0: quick run through of the ones that didn't make it i mean yeah we're not going to run down
1: the best games of the last 10 years that we've yeah, played yeah because it's <laughs> not a full list. one thing i would say is like when i looked at those lists of games and i was just like i've never played that game never played that game never played that game or any of the games in that series all right, <laughs> like, okay. There's quite a lot <laughs> that is all on, on this list that I have not even touched. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's the wonderful world of variance that we live in—variance, variety.
0: Yeah, yeah, and the fact that our, you know our lists uh, w- included games that both of us have recommended to each other, but but um, have not um, even touched. It's a wonderful thing, and I imagine everyone out there has their own uh, has their own uh, games of the decade. Some ones that I noted down as I was going through. Uh Super Mario Galaxy 2, squeaked in in uh, in 2010. Um, the last story, which I think I'll talk about endlessly. GTA yeah. five. Again, sort of disappointed it didn't make either of our lists. Um I think it's just it's just so good it kind of gets a buy, right? That, you know, I, I don't need to make space to talk Actually, about how good uh,
1: GTA is. Just to stop on that for a second, GTA five It's fine as a game and it's amazing that it's still doing stuff but i don't feel i like it for the same reason as everyone else likes it i i played gta 5 um for the story no no i am for the articles (laughs) no no i i i felt uh, when i went through gta 5 i enjoyed the switching between the different characters the addition of the different you know things doing a little bit of the collecting finding extra stuff um, one of those games where you have no qualms looking up some of the things that are in there because yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no way yeah. you're, you're, you're hitting everything so you do a few things here and there you drive around, you enjoy it Um, and then I was done, I was like okay I don't need to play anymore GTA, I don't need it in my life but it still continues on There's been nothing added to the single player, but there is just just, this massive plethora of like futuristic cars doing loop de loops in the sky. Yeah, there's there's modes, there's vehicles, there's yeah, uh, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Um, that none of that appeals to me, so I was just gonna like, okay, I would say that yes, uh, me playing through GTA, playing the 20 hour storyline, I enjoyed it. And it could make, um, you know, a top for me. But at the same time, I, I didn't invest anywhere near as much time as I did in, in, in that as I did with many of my other games. So I, I just feel like it doesn't hit that level of a game of the decade. Yeah, I mean,
0: obviously, what we need is the fantasy GTA and then you'll be
1: right no, in. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking dragons everywhere and I'm fine. <laughs> um... <laughs> Where's the kobolds? There's not enough kobolds in (laughs) the
0: skin! You and three other mages have to break into a store to steal some magic ingredients and
1: (laughs) fly away on your dragon! I'm going to fireball that hooker over there!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think, and this this increasingly gets the case, um, you know, imagine if you were ten years younger uh, when... Uh, when gta came out right? yeah yeah You've yeah I know no responsibilities that. and an internet connection then yeah i could i could imagine just being completely sucked in but yeah i agree i i appreciate it for what it is um uh, and it blows me away that it's all essentially still coming out of that same game right occasionally i'm like
1: oh is there a new gta did i miss did i miss a gta oh no this is still well there's also the argument of why isn't there a new gta yet this is what pisses me off it's been a long time since GTA 5 came out, you know? I guess
0: it, yeah, I guess it doesn't really need it. You know, the only thing you're doing with a new GTA is changing the
1: the setting. Yeah. Um, well, That's why you've got Red Dead Redemption as well. Yeah. It's just GTA with cowboys. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that just does not appeal to me at all. I, I like Red Dead Redemption. Um, I, It was a good game, but again, in the same vein of... Right, I've got to the end. Um I've skinned twenty beavers. Um and <laughs> that, I, I think I'm done. <laughs> I <don't know>. Um <laughs> that, that I'm yeah. quite happy with that and like However, if you're
0: a magical cowboy <laughs> if those were mud beavers
1: <laughs> Mud Beavers. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um Uh kart seven and eight and eight deluxe.
1: Yeah, yeah, golded it. <laughs> wow, still need that evidence. Still need that evidence, Billy, Billy Big Ball.
0: Yeah, uh, Alien Isolation, um, all of the Valkyria Chronicles, which I talked about before. Yeah, Pokemon,
1: Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. so Evil. much Pokemon. Yeah, Resident, Resident Evil 2, yeah. Resident Evil 3. Resident the Evil remasters relations. were great games, but again, I, I, I haven't played them to death, you know, yeah. I haven't s class everything or anything like that i've only played through it once you know like it was great to play it was fantastic to revisit but uh, there's no desire for me to come back so i can't really justify that as a game on my list you know yeah yeah i mean if, if that's a, a lot of things on your
0: list are uh i guess you're thinking about time investment yeah, well, I think there's there's time for like a nice, take. like I quite like that about Resident Evil Two, and Resident Evil Three. Yeah, they were a great blast. They're there if I ever want to go back to, and I probably will. Like to have come. Yeah, the Resident same for Devil Resident May Cry
1: Five as well. That was just a boom done. Yeah, yeah, great, happy, new character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was playing that Dragon Ball game a lot as well. Oh yeah, you were. Yeah they've brought new stuff out for it I don't know if I care that enough 17 different Gokus Uh, thankfully they don't separate the Gokus you can just (laughs) power up the Gokus Uh, but yeah (laughs) it's
0: it's Metal Goku it's Sports Goku Oh, it's (laughs) Goku from that episode where he was hungry and his tummy rumbles every couple of minutes
1: (laughs) okay okay it's wet hair, Goku. <laughs> it's beachwear, Goku. I think it's. I mean, I disagree with your 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 mockery of it here because ultimately, all it changes is his hairstyle. Dead Space. Dead Space Two and Three. Those came out. <laughs> Fuck you. All the Fire Emblem <laughs> games. Um, Mario
0: Odyssey would that be on your? Your
1: yeah, Mario Odyssey on my list. Yeah. I you have even played it! I know, it's is on my list. Alright, okay. Of honourable mentions. Uh, okay. Anything else? Um, I had honourable mentions, but I went down a different route of ones that I'd actually played, I'd spent a lot of time on, but maybe just didn't make it to the top tops. Um. So, yeah, I had Mario Odyssey up there, that was a great... Um. I mean, it was a good, what, 40, 50 hours worth of gameplay. And there's still tons more you can do, finding all of the, the moons and shines or whatever it is. Great, fantastic, and best Mario game yet, easily. Um, I had GTA and Red Dead, which we talked about. But I also had... This is a weird addition in there. Uh, Final Fantasy XIII 2.
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that. I wonder if that, that would be on your list list.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's on my list. Um... Well, not on my list. List, but yeah, Final Fantasy Thirteen Two is like I spent a lot of time uh, on that game and thoroughly enjoyed it from start to finish and did a full, uh, was it called platinuming in in, in PlayStation yeah. terms? I yeah. did a full thousanding, uh, on that one and um, yeah, it was great. And then it's weird when it came around to Lightning Returns, which I was actually excited about as well. I played for the first hour, like, nah, (laughs) nah. And that was that. It's uh, that time based um, shenanigans going on in the background, much in the same way as Majora's Mask, of forcing you to do X in the amount of time, and you're just like, I want to be able to do everything properly and give me enough time to do it. Not force me into this little box of, you can only do a few things and then, then the game's over. You know? Right. i don't know if you know the, the game that well yeah, yeah i think you've described it to me okay a million times <laughs> <laughs> yeah I,
0: in my mind i may be misremembering that we did the whole final fantasy 13 podcast and but i think it's just cobbled together from when you've talked to me about Final Fantasy.
1: 13. yeah yeah we've never done a final fantasy 13 podcast and there you go, and it's a list of 2021 guys! <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Cool. Um anything else to add or list or whatever? Uh yeah, I mean it's endless really,
0: isn't it? we had some good monster hunters, um Super Mario Maker was great. All the spaceship fighting games which I've not talked about. We're <laughs> now in the de- 2020 was a decade of spaceship fighting games coming back. Um etc, etc etc.
1: Okay. Well, Yeah, let's bring it to an end. Farley, that guy's a maniac. Why did he bite me? (laughs) Hey.